skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody whose big queer wedding just got derailed by Catholicism. But before we begin, (laughs) we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners, nor practicing Catholics. So, yeah, I'm barely a practicing queer. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You practice it like literally every day of your life. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, here we go. Um, So Sam and I are not professionals. We're not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs, but mostly just like affirmation because like life is hard. Yeah. (laughs) On the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So this letter comes from bride-to-be whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Void. Okay, question time. I have a big old pickle and I need your help. I, she, her, 27, recently got engaged to my girlfriend, also she, her, 27, of two and a half years. We've known each other since high school and been lucky enough to be friends then, but time, but take time in our early 20s to learn and grow separately before reconnecting a few years ago. She is the light of my life and fills me up so, so much, you guys. 
We have so many shared goals, buy land, build a house, adopt kids, have goats, and have put tons of time and energy into making sure that we are communicating well and building towards these things. I have never been happier. My fiance is an extremely family-oriented person. Her parents divorced when she was young and have both been with their new partners for over 10 years. Her dad and his now wife have one kid together who is much younger, 14, and her dad's wife has an older son who is closer to our age. Since we were in high school together, my fiance has spent most of her time commuting over an hour on weekends to visit her little brother, and when he was much younger, essentially helping to raise him. Now that we live across the country, she makes the point of talking to him on the phone every few weeks and catching up on his life. He is such a good kid, you guys. Extra kind and caring. He calls me to visit sometimes when my fiance doesn't answer. He's even called me to ask for help with his homework before. He is the best little brother that I could ever inherit. So what's the pickle you ask? My fiance's dad's family is relatively religious. They had a big Catholic wedding last year that we attended. Her little brother goes to Catholic school and they go to church every Sunday. It has never gotten in the way of her or my relationship with them before. And they have been extremely supportive of our relationship from the beginning. But now we are getting married. When we told her brother we were getting married, he had the usual teenage reaction of, okay, cool. My fiance asked him to be in the wedding party and he said yes. I asked three of my closest people to stand up with me and she asked two. And then we got a call from her dad saying that her brother was uncomfortable with coming to our wedding. It was heartbreaking. She called her brother and they talked on the phone. He said, word for word, y'all, it's against my religion. Marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. I don't think your relationship is real or valid, so I can't support it. I didn't grow up religious, and I haven't had to navigate any of this before in such a significant way. I've been incredibly lucky to be surrounded by people who love and support me since I came out. This feels so wild to me. Like, seriously? What the fuck? You guys, her brother is her best friend. It was so out of the blue. I feel so hurt and disrespected. I feel like the whole relationship I was building with him was a complete lie. Has he always felt like this? Why did he call me and hang out with us when we visited home if he feels this way? My fiance is absolutely crushed and it has put a big mm. damper on the excitement of the wedding planning. I feel like there's nothing I can do to make it better. We've both struggled with mental health issues in the past and I can see this weighing extremely heavy on her right now. I don't know how to help her. We're supposed to go back home for a trip in a few months to do some of the big wedding planning stuff on site. We live across the country from where all of our family is, so we're getting married back home. We're planning to stay with my family while we're there, but I want to talk to her brother in person. I don't know what to say or not say. I want to be kind and respectful of him and his beliefs and decision-making, but also fuck him and his religion. I want to tell him how much this one decision is affecting our lives, but I also don't want to overstep boundaries. How do I go about this without just being angry? What space do I get to take up and what is just for my fiance to navigate with her family? How do I show up for her in all this? How do we work together to get through all of this and go back to being excited about our wedding planning? We have talked extensively about retracting an invitation to the reception because her brother had said that he wouldn't be at the ceremony, but he might be able to come to the reception. We agreed that we don't want anyone there who isn't willing to support us, but my fiance is worried about closing the door to him in case he changes his mind. Any advice or musings would be greatly appreciated. I just feel so sad. Love to you both, bride-to-be. Oh, this 
This letter. I know. It's so sad. Ugh. It is so, it's so hard. Yeah. Um, listen, thank you so much for writing and for supporting our podcast and for listening and for trusting us with this very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel so many things, you know, not just as a queer person, but as somebody who has recently in the last couple of years come to know a more authentic side of a family member and have had to do the great and painful labor that is grieving the person that we thought we were close to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And adding to that, my frustration that this is essentially a child whose frontal lobe is not fully formed and who is, you know, acting, dare I say, like not necessarily authentically, but in a, in a conditioned way, you know what I mean? We're all conditioned, not in a bad way. Like some might say he's being indoctrinated by a church that's teaching him that relationships can only look one way. (laughs) (laughs) Some may say that you're right. (laughs) Um, you know, it, there's a lot of sadness in here for me because it's, there's, it would, I would even feel different if this was one of the parents, you know what I mean? Um, Like if if this was an adult that was choosing to tell their child, you know, whatever, but because this is a child and a brother relationship, it makes it that much more complicated and, and, and confusing and painful. And, and I'm truly not really sure what I would do in this situation, which is not true. Actually, I know what I would do and I'll tell you in a little bit, (laughs) but it would be very painful and it would be a a decision that I would, I would come to after months of, of difficult labor, you know, this emotional mental labor that is, um, being hurt by the people we love the most, you know, sure. We are going to get into some advice and some affirmation. And most importantly, we're going to celebrate your fucking queer wedding <laughs> that we are thrilled for. Yes. Um, but first, we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Again, bright to be... I am so sorry that this is happening, that this, um, you know, I think that that feeling that you're having of like, was he thinking this every time I helped him with his homework, right? Like, was he thinking this every time that we went to visit and stayed with the family, right? Like this feeling of like, you know, often we get letters from people who are like, who feel like they've been blindsided by something in their relationship. And then they like doubt every piece of the relationship up to that point, right? Where it's like, wow, this whole time this thing has been happening and I had no idea. So can I trust any piece of it? And I do want to say, um, that the, the authenticity of your relationship is still there, right? The, Mm. you know, I know that for us queer people, our identities as queer people like feel central to who we are, right? They feel, and I deeply feel this. And I think that this is really true for many queer people in my life. And for folks who aren't part of the queer community, often they view those identities as incidental, right? They don't think of them as being core. They think of them as being like, oh no, you're just my sister. And then also you're queer, right? Like it's kind of like this, this sort of ancillary thing that doesn't matter as much. So I'm sure that for him, he's like, oh, I love you as this person, as a person. Mm -hmm. And like I, this part of you that I don't particularly like doesn't really affect the love that I have for you. And I know that that sounds absolutely bonkers, (laughs) at least to me, because I'm like, well, this is a central part of my identity. So if you don't like it or don't support it, then you inherently don't like or support me. And, And that can be really true for you. 
in this, right? Like, and we're going to talk about like what sort of decisions you're going to make about what this relationship looks like for you going forward and how you have to preserve your own sense of identity and self and your own peace in this. But I want to say that I, even though it seems I can't imagine it, right. And it may seem unfathomable. It is also still very possible that this, that this brother, your future brother-in-law loves you, respects you, thinks you're great, wants to spend time with you, even as he doesn't like this particular part of you because he doesn't see it as core to who you are. He doesn't see it as an, as a, as an important part of your identity. He might see it as something that's kind of like out to the side, not necessarily something important. And to quote Sam Blackwell, that's bonkers. <laughs> it is bonkers. Um, <laughs> I get it. Like I'm totally with you, but I, yes. I, I say that not to like, I'm not trying to like, no, it's very validate him. Reframing. I'm trying to help you yeah. understand that the relationship that you have with him isn't necessarily a lie. Like he hasn't necessarily been lying about a core part of it this whole time. It feels core to you, but I don't think it felt core to him. And you know, what's another way to take this reframing is not to justify his his opinion or behavior, but to instead recognize that he is a multifaceted complex person who loves you, but is capable of hurting you. And then, uh, you know what it is for me? It's like, I'm, I'm always comforted when I remind myself, like, this is their best. This is the, this is the best that they can do right now. He cannot he doesn't see how deeply this is wounding you and he's capable of like hanging out with you and having you help his homework like he's not capable of better than this you know what i mean and again this feels complicated to say because he is a literal child but i you know like uh it's not to justify his behavior it's to better understand him so you can process it and put the appropriate space or distance yeah. between you and him or your heart and him yep. you know what i mean like this is a family relationship it sounds like you guys want to continue it which totally makes sense to me absolutely um and sometimes we just have to like we have to stow our hearts a little we have to strengthen our hearts by with the understanding of how how he could move through the world like this you know sure. mm-hmm. um I wish you, I hope you play this for your fiance if she wants to hear this. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're both listening right now, I want you to hold each other's hands and, (laughs) you know, look into each other's eyes and like hear me say how amazing it is that you guys have not only met each other and fostered a love that is so strong and so exciting and so joy filled, but that you choose, you chose to make this decision together. You Mm -hmm. know, I remember the book that Sam sent me. That was one of our blind dates, a practical wedding by Meg Keen. A thousand of you have asked for it. It's a great gift to give somebody who just got married. It's about like alternative wedding planning, meaning like uh, oh yeah, it got engaged. Um, it's about like making a wedding look like you want to look like it, you want it to look like, and not the way yep. whatever. Um, yeah. And the first chapter is all about like take a deep breath. I know you're engaged, and wedding planning is like so fun and exciting, and like it's all about the wedding, but it's not. It's about the fact that you chose to go on this journey together. Mm. And I I just want to take a moment on our show to do what needs to be done, which is recentering that decision, recentering mm-hmm. the beauty of this. And just if, if, if just for a moment, putting the stress and pain and grief of this experience to the back burner and reminding 
you what is important here, you know, Mm -hmm. what's worth celebrating, what is valid and true in the eyes of any God that you believe in, you know what I mean? That this is real and this is valid. And I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. And if any tiny part of you or your fiance believes in a higher power, that higher power is smiling down Mm, on you, right? Your love was created in that. Um, For sure. Anyway, that being said, um, I know this is a child and I'm telling you one day he will regret this. I love the surety that you're bringing to that. I agree with you. (laughs) I think that that's absolutely true. There is no way. Well, I would be very surprised if your brother, if, if your fiance's brother grows into a person in this world of complication and nuance and, and, uh, you know, even if he stays a Catholic, you know, even if the Catholicism becomes a core, a pillar of his identity and his understanding of the world, you can be religious and still be loving and supportive. And, and if he, and if he turns into a person who doesn't regret this, I'm not really sure what relationship will be there, you know? Yep. And honestly, again, I keep saying like, he's a child. I feel weird about saying that, but I'm saying that to put some perspective that like this is, this moment feels huge right now, but it's going to be just a moment. It's going to be a pivoting, illuminating moment. Mm-hmm. In 10 years, you're going to be dealing with other things. He's going to have grown out of this or into something else. You know, like, yep. I don't know. I just feel like I want to put some perspective between this really hurtful th- choice that he's made and the fact that this is not, again, going back to your wedding, centering, centering the choice of, of getting married, you know, this is an illuminating thing that happened along the path of your partnership, along the path to marriage, right? And in 10 years, when you're celebrating your anniversary, it's, you're, you're not going to be like, God, I can't believe my brother did that hurtful thing. You're mm-hmm. going to be like, look at this beautiful, big love. Um, yep. I just want to like put a different perspective on it. And, uh, I don't know how Sam feels about you talking to him. I'll let Sam share his opinion in a second, but I do want to, I want to offer one piece of advice to potentially your fiance and, or you, whoever has this conversation. Um, and again, this is just my interpretation of it. Um, I, I think that you should say something to him or like the fiance should say something to him. Like, I love you. I deeply val- uh, value our relationship and your comments about my relationship and my marriage deeply hurt me. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are true at the same time. Yep. And I, unlike you, well, you can say it in a nicer way. Like <laughs> I, I'm I like choosing <laughs> to hold, I'm, I can do both of those things at once. I can be deeply hurt by your opinions and I can love you mm-hmm. and and I can want a relationship with you. However, if you don't believe in our relationship and in our marriage, it is unnecessary for you to come to the reception because mm-hmm. it would be too painful to have you there contradicting what the very thing that we are celebrating. Yeah. Um, and that's just my opinion. He's a 14 year old boy. He does not, I 
Ugh, I feel so conflicted about this. I know it will. I know the. I know that his absence is will be painful. Yeah, but his presence would be painful too, mm-hmm. unless he can have a conver- a vulnerable conversation with your partner that makes her feel like he is there in earnest mm-hmm. to celebrate your relationship. Um, I don't want that day to be about his discomfort. I don't mm. want that day to be about your sister, his sister looking over her shoulder and making sure that he's okay or not like, yep. you know, uncomfortable or whatever. I want this day to be about your love and, and, and this, and this beautiful, glorious, holy decision that you're making to, to enter this partnership together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I'm, I, I think that that is a perfectly valid track to take. Um, and I, like, I don't disagree with the reasoning behind it and I don't think it's a bad thing to do in any way. Um, and I'll also say that like, yeah. he's 14 and, um, you know, I think that at least for me, you're right, you're right. I would you're want right. him to be <laughs> at the reception piece of it because he's 14. He, he, you know, there's an opportunity for him to learn things about, act how actions have consequences and words can hurt people. And I think that you should absolutely talk to him about that. But I also don't want you all to look back at your wedding and think like, you know, he wasn't there because we were like trying to teach him some sort of lesson, you know, like I think that you all are capable of, of, of doing exactly, exactly what Tierra said, which is like holding the complication or the complicated nature of the fact that you love him deeply. And also he doesn't agree with the fact that you're getting married and at least for me, it's like, I would much rather have him be there, have fun, than have it sort of weighted down with the thing of like, he's not allowed to be there because of this, you know, like, I think that there's a lesson to be learned here. Like, I think it's, you know, like it's, but, and, but it's also like, he's 14 and like 14 year olds say things (laughs) and they do things and they're uncomfortable all the time. And like, I just want to create space for the fact that like, we can give grace to our young people um, yeah. and recognize that like this may not be something that he grows out of. And like it, he may become like a, a vigilant Catholic and a priest perhaps. Um, and it might also be like, I don't want something that he's like affixing to in his 14 year oldness to deny him the opportunity to be part of something that I think in the future he's going to look back on and, and be glad that he was there. Yeah, you're right. I just... Am I? I think you're right, too. <laughs> like I, I just, I, this all speaks to how complicated this entire situation is. Yeah. I guess I just... Um, yeah. I get it. Like, I, I, I totally, I totally get it. You're right, though. I just don't like having to... I, I, I'm trying to protect the sanctity of this day. Do you know For what sure. I mean? I'm trying to, um, and also how about this? Let me, let me pivot. You and your fiance are totally capable of holding this complicated truth in your hearts while prioritizing your joy for that day. You can, mm-hmm. you can literally say it's like the cheerful and stupid, but like 
literally I'm so joyful right now that I'm yeah. not letting anything else touch me. Like this is a child. This is a child regurgitating really harmful beliefs yep. to people that he loves. And that fact is a lot, but today I don't have to process it today. I don't have to carry it. I don't have to, I can set it aside right now and focus on our love, our good thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, you know, the people we love can hurt us. Um, you can be hurt by this and still choose to be in a relationship with him. Um, sure. What do you think about the, letter writer saying something to him. Part of me feels like it, it maybe should be from the sister. I think that that's probably true. Um, I think you could talk to him together, right. And you could sort of share some of your feelings about it. Um, but again, like it's, I think that centering the relationship between the brother and the sister is probably important here. Um, even as you're feeling deeply hurt by this letter writer, like, and and you deserve to be hurt by this because it's happening to you. Um, but I do wonder if hearing it from her might offer a different perspective because of their closeness. Um, but I do think that like you should absolutely, reinforce that if you are talking to him together or if you're, you know, in the same room together. Um, but I do think it would, it should come from her and she should take the lead on what this relationship kind of looks like between her and her brother, because their relationship is kind of at the center here. Yeah, totally. Okay. My darling, um, we know this is complicated. I'm really sorry that this is a part of this experience, you know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, moving forward through life, we are always going to have to hold, you know, complexities, pain, the unnecessary suffering of the world at the same time that we hold our, our deepest and most precious joys, you know, mm-hmm. um, it is unfair that this happened. Um, and this is not the last time yeah. that the world is going to ask you to hold something really difficult in the same moment that you are holding something really beautiful. Sure. Uh, we love you. Yep. We want to come to the wedding. We want to uh, go to like both the wedding and the reception and like <laughs> eat a bunch of cake and like dra- dance oh God, and drink yes. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, love a wedding. So, but we can't. So toasting to... Your love and um, more importantly, toasting to your and your partner's ability to move through this with um, grace and compassion for yourselves and others. Absolutely. All right. We love you and we hope that this helps. Thanks so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us or if you are interested in getting our episodes without ads, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvide Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, the people we love are 
uniquely capable of hurting us. Mm. But despite the place that they hold in our lives, despite how important they are to us, they are not the ones who dictate what is real or not real within our hearts. No one else can affirm or deny what is real to you, what is important to you, and your love and your relationship is valid despite other people's inabilities to say so. And if all else fails, just break up.